Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Buttigieg, Narita Boy, and Apple News Plus. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. Um, all right, Ryan, we're back. It's been a no, uh, very, very low-key week, nothing big happening. <laughs> gonna say it's been a really packed week of nothing uh, not major happening no let's let's talk because a lot of talk there's a lot of stuff talking about that is not things that are happening in the world of the outline and and input but i will we should talk about the big thing which is that we got acquired the company got acquired by a company called bustle uh which is as shocking to you uh, as it was to me um no i mean i knew about it but uh it's a, a very strange surprising situation where um uh, Bustle in many ways does a lot of stuff that is like not stuff that we have been, you know, so like wouldn't be the stuff that we were trying to do and is definitely a different uh, plan of attack. Um, and yet went in and talked to Brian Goldberg, who's the dude who runs it. And surprisingly, like we had a lot of common thoughts about like building a not one size fits all media company. And I think re- this is really key for us. Um, his thinking is like, how do you actually innovate the model? And part of innovating the model is like, don't build a business where it's like every one of these has to be a hundred million plus, or every one of these has to be 50 million plus or whatever. And it actually tracks really nicely with what we're trying to do with the outline, but also what we're trying to do with input, which is a totally different pace, a totally different sort of metabolism, a totally different focus. It's a really awesome thing. It's like, you know, we, you know, we, we've been running the company in a look, a very like lean capacity like for lots of different reasons one is about like you know as a startup you're always kind of trying to hit break even you're always trying to hit profitability the other is like you know we we originally were like okay how do you do something that is not like structurally you know kind of massive and i think like the reality is like being in an environment where you can be a lean thing but with the support system of a really big scaled system is you know i think ultimately it's going to be the way a lot of media companies go in the near future and i think like for us it lets us do all the stuff we want to do and then some and accelerate mm-hmm. it, which is very exciting to me. A lot of other industries have companies that make um, mass m- massive market appeal products and then more niche like specialty products. And it's an awesome idea for a media business. Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways it's like um, you know, they're in the in the 90s and in the 90s, a lot of like indie labels kind of ended up sort of doing deals with larger labels. Um I mean, there, I think there's there's a you know maybe that's probably not the best analogy, but there's a, there's a there's a piece of that that worked really well. You know, a lot of really interesting artists got imprints on major labels where they were able to do their own kind of like their sort of bespoke thing in the environment where you had the distribution and the sort of marketing power of like a Warner Brothers or whatever. Madonna mm-hmm. had a label, or maybe still has Maverick, which was like which I think is actually ended up being pretty huge. But it I mean, was a lot kind of, of like, movie companies operate the same way. Exactly. Anyhow, so so it's exciting. There's a lot more, you know, to come and to talk about. Like the outline is continuing. Input. We're going to accelerate a lot of the stuff we're doing. We actually had to. I mean, the, the truth is, like, we we really did. Like, it, it, the last few months have been like we were like, okay, we're get we're building into this thing, and then it's like we got into conversations. Like, you know, frankly, like we talked to people besides Bustle. There was a handful of conversations that went on, and like, you know, we got into this thing where it kind of like we paused a bunch of things we were working on. So I'm very excited because. Uh, and it has a lot to do with why we've been so insanely off schedule on so many of these podcasts today is, of course, I'm still guilty of it. But anyhow, so like it's very exciting. It's v- brand new. We just like, you know, we just announced it this week. Um, but it's good. It's exciting. It's a new chapter. And I'm ex- I'm very pleased to um, get back to like, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think I love being a CEO <laughs> like, you know, like doing being like the final word on every single thing actually turns out to be kind of a drag. And I'm excited that well, you know, at least I, you're man enough to say that being CEO isn't a fun job for you, uh, it, as opposed to uh, Elon T- Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who seem to, despite all the yeah. consequences and results, yeah. <laughs> decide that they aren't going to make any deals or uh, like decide what their strengths are. I just think, like, look, I mean, I think that probably the frustrate, like, I would say, um, the frustration that somebody like Elias Rothblatt, who's our COO at at you know at the outline, felt with me is probably like Josh really wants to be like working. On on crazy new features of the product or he wants to be working on some weird editorial thing 
or like some crazy design thing. And, you know, he's like, I need you to look at the spreadsheet, which is like really what a lot of CEOing is. And I did not fucking enjoy it. So anyhow, so I'm excited to like get back to focusing on making stuff, like being in the, in more in the midst of making stuff, of writing stuff, of like working on input, which I'm really excited about. Um, uh, the outline, we've got some really awesome shit planned and like, we're going to like, you know, I think we're going to start building back up in a bunch of ways that we want to around, um, around that stuff. And so it's good. And like the podcast thing, I think we're going to see some evolution. We talked about this before. And again, it's like not, there's no, a ton, not a ton of details to share right now, but some evolution of this podcast and some, some other stuff to come around the input launch and, you know. Anyhow. I mean, it's basically like we get to start input on New Game Plus with all our upgrades as opposed to yes. fighting it out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to get to this later, but uh, yeah, it's been a big week for me because I also did, I also finally beat Dead Cells, and I'm going to talk about it. But Love if... that. Wait, Dead Cells came up before Laura, uh, the Lord Jude Topolsky news. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's just like popped <laughs> my head. Well, that is the other thing. It's a like very good week for Topolsky. So so yeah. um, Laura is is um, going to be the deputy editor of Gay Magazine, which is Roxanne Gay's um, publication that she's doing for Medium. When I found out there was going to be a gay magazine edited by Laura June, I was so stoked. And then I found out it wasn't all like beefcake picks. So when I found out what it actually was, it was my second choice for what a gonna, gay magazine should be. She's definitely <laughs> going to get some in there. No. Um, so so Roxanne Gay, I would hope that people listening know who she is. An amazing writer and Fantastic. an amazing Twitter presence. I have to say the most like the most like uh, brave Twitter user that I know because she like will straight up engage with like the worst trolls. Um braver than me that's for sure um but anyhow so they're doing this thing she's doing this thing with her and and laura's really excited and i'm really excited for her and it's so funny because like roxanne tweeted about it the day that the bustle stuff came out and i was like you know listen there's always like (laughs) when it comes to anything in media you've got like people who are like wow this is awesome and then people who are like fuck you how could you you know and it was really nice to um like have something else to talk about just not have it be all about me, but be like, hey, here's a really good thing that Laura's doing. So there's a hand, there's a handful of writers that I own their audiobook, a physical copy of their book, and maybe the Kindle version. Like yeah. I'm willing to repurchase. Um, and it was funny because if Amy Sedaris gets involved in Gay Magazine, all the writers who I re- repurchased all their books several times will be working together because I own yeah. all of Laura's stuff. I have downloaded versions of old Laura posts that I think are great that I have like a handful of writers. Like I have every Katie Weaver post because I love her writing. Um, and Roxanne is someone that I've like did all her work yeah, and with Nora Ephron great. dead there's only a handful of people that I'm excited about their work and now they're working together and it's like oh I'm so excited yeah I, I, <laughs> I'm um, having I, a full fan moment I'm very excited and uh and uh, I don't you know there's still there, it's the early days of planning I mean I heard a few of the ideas that Laura was sort of saying like well these are things we talked about and they're very good and I'm very ah. excited but also I do think I do think that the um the writing talent that that Roxanne um, can attract. I mean, just she's just such got such a such a presence. Yeah. Um, it's uh, like it, it's exciting. I'm very excited. And you know, listen, Medium. I have my issues with Medium, and I am skeptical as hell of anything the Medium does. But like, if Medium wants to give like really good smart people money to make things, and those people know what they're getting into, and they de- and Roxanne and, and Laura definitely do. You know, like there they know what's up um so anyhow i'm excited like i think it'll be good and money is hard to find in this in and in many media industries and if someone wants to give somebody who makes cool stuff a bunch of money to do it like fuck yeah yeah it's funny like this last week was just a crazy week for stuff i mean for things that happened in like the world like my little circle i mean also like katie drum speaking of medium katie drummond who was our executive editor for a while who i worked with at bloomberg who i worked with at the verge um, took a huge job advice. Now she's like SVP of digital there. And so like, it, you know, it's just like a lot of stuff happening. I feel like everybody's kind of like, it truly was like spring and yeah. just all this shit started happening. It was just like the crazy, I mean, the, the Mueller thing happened, which is a whole deal. Um, we should, I don't know. Did we even talk about that I last mean, week? I looked at that Mueller thing and the Apple news when I was putting together a roundup of shit that happened this week. And I was like, I am 84 years old. <laughs> oh my God. The Apple week. news. Was that this week? That's this week. Oh my God. That's fucked up. This that is week fucked has up. been so long. <laughs> yeah, no, that's insane. Like I completely, I was like, by the way, interesting note. I'm just going to say, I'm going to put it out there, you know, cause I'm living life out loud. As you know, I did a tweet earlier today, which is like, I would pay $10 a month for iMessage on my pixel. Now let me say something. I got this fucking, I set up this thing, air message, which, my friend Dan Nosowitz was like, you should do it. And you basically set up a server in your house and it like reroutes your. Yeah, I have, I have a version of it for Android and it basically yeah. like it, it's like it, it will auto sync your, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's like basically like using iMessage on your Android phone, and it's just like a, the setup is really complex. And like I have it set up, like I have it set up to a point where it works if I'm on my Wi-Fi, it works perfectly. Like I basically have iMessage on my phone, although it's some jankiness to it and like some weird things, like I can't message certain people. But if I leave my Wi-Fi, it stops working. So I have to like open up on yet another port somewhere in my network that I haven't fully un, like understood. And that's the kind of thing is like, listen, I'm a fucking nerd and it is not fun. Um, it's not that hard, but it's not that fun. Anyhow, it's like Plex for texting. One of the things interesting when I, I hear so one of the things that was driving my thing, it's like this $10. Let me talk about Apple for a second. Apple came out this week with all of these Apple services. They're like $10 a month. Like and I think they're separate $10 payments, right? Like Apple News mm-hmm. Plus is this thing. It's $10 a month. There's you no access- Amazon Prime version where you can just drop $100. Right. There's no like year. one side, like one, you pay $100 a year and you get all this shit, which like honestly was what they should fucking do. Yes. Um, they have the money. If they do iCloud where it's like you get iCloud storage and you get Apple TV and you get um the news thing and whatever, and it's $100 or $120 a year or whatever. I mean, that's like a thing that I probably would just get because it's like, well, why not have it? But they're they haven't done that. Their arcade service, their music service. Yeah, is the arcade TV service something you pay for as well? It's the the news, uh, iCloud, and um, something else are all separate purchases. On top of you have to buy the device. You have to pay obviously your cell phone service. You have to pay for your warranty, which is now monthly plans. You have to pay for uh, individual like purchases in um, the app store or subscriptions in the app store. I mean, we're at a point now where. Uh, I will probably end up paying more money to Apple if I was to use all their services than I would if I had a roommate and paid rent. Yeah. So I'm so so they have like yeah. I mean I'm sorry. I have this is such a it's such a silly thing to me. They're like magazines. All the magazines you want to read right here, and it's like you know what? Um, like most people don't read magazines. First off, just because you can get them all in one place doesn't mean you'll be more likely to read them. And also like they're like oh, look at this beautiful design on a phone, and it's like yeah. That's not something that is like um, the sole like property of magazines. You're in some whack ass app that you have to like literally use their like dumb fucking PDF slash whatever like quick didn't time events. Did they do events. this around the iPad launch where they were like, "Look yes, how nice our no, magazines yes, look." Yes, yes, and also by the we way, they did a thing. Them. There was a there was an iPad magazine called the Daily. Remember it? It yep. was a daily magazine. And and guess what? Here's the reality. Like. I like reading the long form stories as much as anybody, but like those exist elsewhere. And I'm an Instapaper psycho. And most people don't read magazines, don't need to read every magazine back to back. There's like a story here and a story there. And that's like the new reality that we live in. And it's not going to suddenly go back to the way it used to be because Apple put the stuff on a nice looking app. And and like I'm sorry, and frankly, but like, you don't get the Washington Post subscription in full. You don't get the full right. subscriptions that you pay for. So I then mean, apparently, you have to go no, back I mean, Washington around. Post, the Washington Post isn't even a part of it. It's um, a Wall they Street have, Journal. They have the Wall Street Journal, which apparently, and there's been some weird like back and forth where it's like a select amount of the stories, and they have the L.A. Times. It's the ones they write that are similar to what already gets published on, like, say, Jezebel, all the but news just that's like, already there, but the Wash, the Wall Street Journal version of that, so it's all the light daily news that you get. You yeah. don't get the big in-depth yeah. pieces. You don't get investigative stuff. So, like, I don't understand why I would pay for that if I really wanted. Well, I think the thing is it's like, oh, you get a little bit of the stuff, and then you get some all this other stuff, and it's like, that's cool. You know what? But also... But on um, Apple Music, I pay $10 a month and I get all the music I want. So if this is going to be the same thing, I don't get the point. I mean, look, in my opinion of Apple News is that it is a um, – I, I find nothing compelling about it whatsoever. I find nothing compelling about it. I think it's, I think it's uniquely it's out of sync. I think it's uniquely out of sync with modern society. I think if you're a boomer, it's probably awesome. If you're a boomer and you if do it everything – part of a yearly purchase along with Apple Arcade and the TV and all that stuff. And yeah, it if it was free, a bundle, yes. Sure. Yeah, I think if it was a if it was or even if it was twenty bucks a month and you get all that stuff and you get like you know twenty gigs of iCloud storage or something yeah. like it would just be like Your okay yeah I'm, I there, get it it's Apple like Care. It, it's Apple Sweet but they can't do it because the math doesn't work and but by it works the way for Microsoft I pay for Office three sixty five every year and I get every yeah. Microsoft service except Xbox Live but every yeah, but other it's service. different it's just a different deal it's a whole di- I mean that but the the licensing deals just aren't the math doesn't work out if you do it like that I mean they're not they that's like Microsoft's own personal stuff Apple could do that for its like iWork or whatever but but anyhow but let me just say this um yeah, imagine they could get for iWork. Apple, that, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe. Remember, they're like, it's on the web now. I'm like, is it on the web? I don't even know because, like, I literally only open iWork stuff when I it accidentally opens on my computer. Um, I'm also honestly, by the way, I'm thinking seriously. Like, I've been so annoyed. 
I've been so annoyed with with Apple and the particularly my laptop lately that I'm I'm definitely thinking about switching to Windows like full time. I just don't my know. Windows gaming PC is and I am I own every Apple product they sell. I wear ear pods and I have other better headphones. I am a purchaser of Apple products and I have been I begged my parents when I was 14 to get me an Apple laptop and not um, Windows. Like I have been a fanboy. My gaming PC, my Windows gaming PC, which is a tower that I have to sit at a desk at is a much better experience for doing basically anything than yeah. the laptop that I throw in my bag every day. And I have a pro and it's yeah. a terrible experience at this point. It's evolved it's, into like cartoon nonsense. Yeah. So it's, um, so anyhow, it's so anyhow. So like the thing with is getting back to the Apple thing is, um, what were we, how do we get on it? Oh, well they, you know, what's crazy about it is like Apple, the richest company in the world or whatever, could not get any of the really major newspapers. I mean, the Wall Street Journal is like partially. It's like whatever. Like LA Times is fine. LA Times is fine, but it's like it's not. Fine. People aren't like, oh, it's like the LA Times and the New York Times. It's like the New York Times, the Washington Post are like the leading U.S. newspapers. USA Today. Most people probably go, okay, that's like one of the leading you know, I mean, newspapers. Even in a major metropolitan area like Daily News, a lot of people in New York pick up a copy of the Daily News. I like, mean, I'm more I've probably read more like Chicago Sun Times stories or whatever they call it now, Chicago Tribune. I guess they merged, like I forget. But like the whatever the largest Chicago paper is, I probably have read more of their stories or scoops or whatever than I have of like the LA Times, for example. Anyhow, the point is just like it's kind of crazy. I feel like it's a very half-assed thing. It's like, oh, you repackage this bad magazine app that basically no one really cared about. Nobody cared about texture. It was like and, you would use your free trial and change your email if you really yeah, needed to read a and, wired piece. Right. And and you've got – and it's totally disconnected from the internet. It's totally disconnected from like any kind of like social – they're like, we don't share this with – you know, so we we don't you know share what you're reading with anybody. It's like that's cool. There are benefits like if you could – I mean actually where Apple should be thinking about innovating is like how do you find a way to create like a trusted group of people like the way that like you've got your group chats and everybody's in your group chat and it's like your closest friends and that's like a really good thing because it's like you can talk in a way that you can't talk out in public. Is there like a way to do that with news or with stories or whatever that makes it a better experience for you, right? That maybe I mean isn't there's two versions of news, which is like you pay for serious news subscriptions and you have RSS feeds and you're and you take your news seriously. I do. I don't yeah. like only getting my news through tweets. I like to see every story from all the publications I like and I pay for a couple of them. Or there's what most people do, and the reason that RSS is now a forgotten thing, which is most people just look at the stories their friends like with the context of their friend's tweet before they even open the link. Then they open the link, they read it, then they go back and they do their tweet, and then they Google the piece if they want more info, or they Twitter search the piece for more info. That's basically how the two ways people absorb news, and Apple News is neither of those good. Yeah. Like neither of those done well. I, I just think – and I think, like, listen, I'm not – I'll be the first to say, like, there are a lot of problems with, like, social news – but they're sure. also they're also it is a fact that like I follow some people on Twitter who on a regular basis share a story that I hadn't seen. I follow people on Pocket who on a regular basis share a story that I haven't seen. You know, there's I mean even on Medium, I follow a handful yeah. of people that when I whenever I occasionally happen to open the Medium app, I know there will be stories that I that they reposted or that they've liked that I'm like, oh, that's actually a weird little opinion piece I hadn't seen. Yeah, that doesn't exist in Apple News. Yeah, so it's like so it's like they couldn't get it to work for music after so yeah, copying Spotify. That's right. So it's like so it's this interesting thing where, um, yeah, I mean, it just is. I, I just feel like it's just such a weird misstep. And then they have this arcade thing, which I'm like, I do not give a fuck. I do not think of my I know a lot of people play mobile games, but the people who play mobile games aren't like, man, I need to be a member of a subscription network service where I can like See, game with people here's or whatever. What I, don't, like, I, I know this is probably like my galaxy brain take on this, but here's what I don't understand about the Apple Arcade thing. And I'm excited if it kills free medium games or if it creates opportunities for indie game developers to get a payment that they wouldn't otherwise get from like PS4. But here's the thing that I really don't understand is they created market incentives, which was you either purchase an experience and it's high quality and sometimes it's short or sometimes it's long or sometimes it's a port. But you, if you say you buy this iOS game for $10, it's high quality. You get to look at all the reviews. It's one payment and it's, it is the, the creator's vision of what it should be. Or 
freemium games they created. In-app purchases was a whole model that they accidentally made, and it is a nightmare hellhole where you do lots of clicking, and the point is to get people to like be addicted to these things. Right. So now they have a new incentive, which is the most time you can spend in a game. That's how developers get paid. That's their incentive, is time spent. So I pay $10 a month for developers to create games that should be the biggest time suck, which means that the games that are meaningful and short and division and have an emotional resonance, there's a lot of like visual novels that are gorgeous, that I would pay $10 for a short, high-quality experience. Now they're not part of that. The only games that are part of that are, like... And I love Dead Cells, but the only thing that they're really pushed to create is a version of Dead Cells, which means it absorbs as much of my time as possible, highest replayability, highest, like, time spent, and that incentive to me doesn't make a quality game product. Well, I don't know. Dead Cells is the wrong example as far as I'm concerned because I feel like it's an extreme... But yes, Dead Cells is a great game, and there are great freemium games, and there are great individual experiences. But the problem for me is that every Dead Cells copy that is a piece of shit, do you know what I mean? Sure. If it's not perfectly executed, if it's just to make to be addictive and time suck, and like, um, or Animal Crossing, like Animal Crossing's great. A ton of the farming simulators that copy Animal Crossing suck. And so for every Stardew Valley and Dead Cells that sucks a ton of my time, Apple is encouraging developers to create games that I'm going to sink 100 hours into that aren't the highest quality. And they're just tons of reskins of time spending machines. Yeah, and I, I don't fucking want that. I to agree. Pay for that. I agree. And listen, I think. Um, I mean, I, Netflix had that problem when they made TV shows, and they now places are encouraged for you to spend thirteen episodes to get a story they could have told in six because but, they but, get paid based on views. Yeah, but I think, but I think um, the bigger problem is that it's just like there's a weird there's a weird um, dissonance between what Apple provides and what the games are and who you, who really wants the subscription service and like what it really, like what it really is. Like, I just don't take it seriously at all. It just doesn't feel like a real, I just don't look at the, I don't look at like my phone as a real gaming platform. It is, it does amazing games. It's just like, I am not busting it out to play games. I listen. I think the switch is, I gotta say, I've done a, a, a total 180 on the switch from when I first saw it till now. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, that's kind of cool. I sort of want it, but like, I think it's stupid and don't really need it. I, you know, I last night was playing dead cells on my TV. I was like, Laura's like, let's, let's go to bed. It's, you know, it's late or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to take the switch. And then I was like sitting in bed, like playing like what I consider to be like a console quality game in bed. You know, and it's just like fucking great. It's like been a dream of mine. I'm like, God, I wish I could play Fallout 3. Like, I wish I didn't have to sit in front of my Xbox to play Fallout, you know? And it's like, well, now you don't. Like, I have LA Noir. It's not perfect. I wish it was like better at certain things, but like you can't play Fallout 3 on on an iPhone, even if it can handle the the actual game itself. There's like there's really no like inv- like you need a controller. It's not better and, like, than the Switch at mobile gaming. It's not better at um than the PS4 at any like high quality experiences that run like you know what i mean like it, it ps4 remote play it's not better than that it can't do anything related to vr or like high quality graphics it can't so what is its niche because the switch is already doing what it does way better yeah so its niche is what like puzzle games because we already have those and they work fine in the app store yeah it, it, it's it's uh... like solitaire runs fine <laughs> I mean, look, okay, and then that brings us to the TV thing, which I think is equally as, like, whatever to me. It's like, first off, they're like, well, look at all the channels we have. And it's like, okay, you've got, like, um, Shudder and, <laughs> um, like, Plex or Flex or something. Yeah, but it's a bunch of shit. Like, CBS, CBS All Access. It's like, okay, like, but I can get CBS All Access. Like, I, you're not saying, like, you're inc- are they including those? They're not including those. They're just built in with it. I they're think. just like, saying like I think it's like you still have to subscribe integrated? to CBS All Access. Yeah, but like it like now works inside of your TV environment. But then so they it's like, already do that with their TV app that had the yeah. I mean, basically, but it, su- it but it sucks and it's bad. And I su- I simply do not trust them to make it better. And also, if you're telling me that I'm paying t- what am I paying ten dollars for like their extra TV stuff, and then I'm still paying for HBO and all that other shit. I don't. Un- I just don't understand. And their originals. We saw no actual trailer. No, it's crazy. About the show, it's crazy that they would be like, "We're doing a TV network or whatever," and, and then no it's, show trailers. Yeah, and then they're like, "Hold on, I really want to say I'm looking here. I want to learn more about TV Plus." Okay, I'm looking as we speak. Okay, yeah, okay, I get it. You guys have and Jennifer Aniston. I'm excited. I love Jennifer Aniston. I love Sofia yeah. Coppola. I love Oprah. I'm very excited. Cool. You have a big celebrities. What's the thing though? What is it? Like Kamal Nanjiani, we all like Kamal. What is he making? Because I'm not still clear on what that show is or how it's consumed or how many episodes it is or what's going to cost me to watch that show or 
like like they're like, guess what? You can download all your shows. I'm like, yeah, that's all your 90% TV percent of the all, Netflix catalog. All your TV, that. all in one app. It's like okay, so available in May. All right. And so explain it to me. So yeah, okay, here's Showtime. Try it free. It's like you can try it free, but then when you're done trying it for free, you have to pay for Showtime. HBO, you've got to pay for. Stars, you have to pay for. It's like the CBS. Yes, yeah, CBS All Access, you got to fucking pay for. Oh, you can rent movies. You can buy movies. Well, that's already happening. You've made it a little bit easier to do that. That's nice. So Hulu, you still have to pay for if you don't want commercials on it. I mean, they're if like they want to walk into one of these media markets and actually create a service, a streaming service or a like any kind of service, news service, any of these services. They need to do what they did with Apple Music, which was and and I don't even think they executed that perfectly, which was we will make a all in one product that has parity everywhere else, but it's slightly cheaper and it's highly much more integrated with your OS and your services and your devices. And we're going to break even or take a loss because we have the money to do that in order to gain market share. And then we can go from there. But they're not doing that. So I, Apple sucks at services. They suck at social. They suck at making original stuff. So uh, content wise. So I don't understand. It was just such a weird presentation. And then to couple that with their credit card, which is basically just a shitty rewards card that ties you to your phone. I, I don't. Like okay, so now Apple oh, makes right. a credit card. Like, I forgot I the credit Apple, card. Yeah. I thought Apple as a as a company had more dignity and innovation than Kohl's, and it's a Kohl's card that they're selling you. I can't. So I, I don't say, understand why you. Would I'm sign sorry, up for my that. my brother who is not like he's not like a, a nerd or anything. I mean, far from it. He was like, this credit card thing is so gross and lame. He's like, this is so uncool. It's dystopian. It's, if, if your Discover card gets you better benefits, it's easier to get. Like, you'll, I'm, I'm assure you that the credit score limit will be much lower with your Discover card. And you get to switch phones whenever you want. Why the fuck would you sign up for a credit card so, tied to your so phone? So this brings me to my this brings me to my tweet. It's like I said I would pay $10 a month for iMessage on my Pixel. We talked about this at the beginning yes. of this conversation. So this is the thing. Like what are the things that I would pay Apple $10 for? Here's a thing that's an actual I think is an actual service that they made that is good. I don't like what they how they did it. I don't like they hijacked people's phone numbers without basically telling them. I think it's really fucking shady and has caused a lot of problems. But they created an encrypted messaging app that can handle group conversations does all kinds of fun stuff and makes Fuck it really easy features. to talk to people it has got a great video chat app and a ton of people i know use it now it has an app store that works to i think you can i think just on the argument that it is a private encrypted like totally like you are protected from like all of this scary shit you're you know the facebook shit and the twitter shit and the you know any all of that other stuff like who knows who makes it where you know signals like sure it's fine but you never really know and it's like here's apple they're very trusted they've made privacy their thing it's like guys i totally i'm i'm in i will pay 10 bucks a month that is a service that you have that i will pay 10 dollars a month for you don't have to throw anything else in you know why because like the one of the most important things i do on my phone maybe the top thing i do on my phone is communicate with other people on it and like right now i'm like bouncing between text messages and whatsapp and signal and fucking people hit me on facebook messenger people dm me on twitter and it's like now i've got some weird iMessage hack on my phone it's like you know what iMessage would simplify a lot of that stuff and i'm happy to do it and like i mean even on android you've got sms and now rcn and so it's just yeah. like if, if i would drop i mean hang out oh i'm sorry or... i forgot about gchat i forgot about hangouts like which i'm on yeah. all the time with people plus slack, slack. Like whatever so a group group me which i have my, my parents on and stuff yeah, it's Instagram. Yeah, it's not. So listen, so like you guys could actually provide a service that people really need that people would pay for. You're clearly – it's like you're not – and the funny thing is people are like, well, it's, they want to sell phones. It's like that's true and it is a hook. But iPhone sales are flattening all over the place. The reality is that like you're – They wanted keep... to sell iPods but they put a great iPod on their phone because they understood that if you're going to get cannibalized or if you're going to get eaten, cannibalize yourself. And there's, a reason why they're doing, there's a reason why they're doing the TV app for fucking Roku's. Yeah. You know, it's like they go like, well, we have this part of the market, but we can't get all the market here, you know, with the messaging. Now, it may be the greatest carrot ever for you to go over to an iPhone. I find it hard to believe that that's the carrot. I mean, once you get out of it, you're like, well, I maybe I'm not on some group chats or I maybe it's like chatting is like a little bit more of a pain in the ass. But like you switch to WhatsApp or whatever, and then you're kind of done. It's like not that. I mean, WhatsApp in many ways is like better. Then what iMessage does. People outside the US do not use iMessage. That's right. So. And so, anyhow, so, so, you know, it would be amazing is if like suddenly people had as other, all, it's like Apple's like the, they're all about privacy. It's like awesome. You guys are all about privacy. Now you're offering me this amazing private chat app that connects with everybody who has an iPhone. I mean, to me, that's like, I would imagine that there is a fairly high percentage of 
Android users, maybe $10 isn't the right number. Maybe it's $5 a month. $5 a month, and you get it for free if you buy own an Apple device. And if you don't own an Apple device, it's $5 a month. And it's the all best I'm, messaging service all in the I'm world. saying is they're not going to get everybody. They're not going to get everybody to buy an iPhone. It's never going to happen. So if you now can accept that like Android actually has like larger market share globally, and that's probably not going to change. It doesn't mean that it's going to push Apple out of business. People are going to always see Apple as like this like you know crown jewel of the smartphones or whatever for all of the reasons that Apple is Apple. But like I don't know. To me, I'm just saying like I'm not going to pay ten dollars for their fucking TV service. I'm not I mean, going to pay ten dollars on Windows. It's the same shit. I'm not going to pay ten dollars for their uh, arcade thing. I'm not going to pay ten dollars for their news thing. There's not a single, and I'm certainly not going to get their credit card. I mean, maybe. I mean, if I had an iPhone, I might consider, but I don't need another credit card. No, and I don't want to. I want. I. I. I don't have any credit cards, and I'm highly suspicious of them. And I wouldn't get one that ties me to my phone. Yeah, I mean, you know what they could have done that would have been really cool if they wanted to actually show themselves as like uh, thinking about their users. The fucking credit card has interest rates as high as like twenty four percent. Okay, which is insane. What they should have done is said. We're making an interest-free credit card because we want everybody to be able to use this, and it's really convenient. And we, you know, we we know that we've got you know a trustworthy whatever. But like, if you obviously if you miss a payment, if whatever, then you get hit with interest. But like, if you are paying on time, and you are you know your you, your credit is in good standing or whatever, like there won't be any interest whatsoever, or the interest will never be above five percent or something like that. And like, they could have been like, we want to make this easy. We want to make it not user aggressive. We want to make or it like fair to people. We're not working with Goldman Sachs or Experian or any of those credit reporting services. We'll report good news, and if you don't have if you have bad credit situations, we'll cancel your card and we'll. Hold well I don't you think they can't. I don't think they debt, can't not like, work. They cannot work with some bank because it has to be like backed. Like but it, it can't was just be... weird for them to be like, Apple developed this credit card and it is Apple's creation. And, you know, we 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 want a, quote unquote, financially healthy credit card, which is an amazing statement. If you're going to say all of that and then you put the Goldman Sachs Experion logo behind you, like, how am I supposed to fucking trust this or care about this? It's not yeah. different. I mean, the, uh, you know, it's, it's, um... I'm not going to pretend to understand how financial services work. But yeah, if they have no, gone around I, to local banks and worked I, out. I a just, situation yeah, I don't think. With, well, but I think like everything, like everything they just announced, it, it, it's so like feels so like half-assed to me. It just feels like I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, the, I, I listen. I'll, this is Apple now. I mean, this is just this weird incremental stuff. I don't know. Their services, like, I just do not. I've never been a fan. I've never seen their services feel like they really fit into my life. Does anybody been, use iCloud regularly instead of? Google I mean, I Live? use iCloud. I do have some iCloud storage, but only because it's like built in at such a fundamental level to iOS now. Yeah, or, I pay for to, the backup. Sorry to um to Mac OS and and to iOS that it's kind of like yeah you kind of like and it's like I will say there's some conveniences like editing. I have multiple computers, so if I edit like a text document. And I see it. Well, what you I know, mean is, I can... does anyone load the the iCloud web portal and open an uh, a um uh, a, a, uh what is their pages thing and then edit it and no, then send no that one link does to that. somebody? Nobody's fucking doing that. No one's doing that. Anyhow, all right, let's uh, it's enough. Uh, we've heard enough about Apple, I think. And yeah. my point is, I, I'm very underwhelmed by the stuff they announced, and and you know, I you know, whatever. I mean, it was better than PlayStation's State of Play announcement, which was fucking. Yeah, horrible. what is? I don't. I miss this. I, I didn't see this at all. What is it? They wanted to do what Nintendo does with directs, where they don't have to do these announcements at um, like conventions, and then oh, right, they want to be on their press. own. They want to be on they their own. They just want to put a YouTube video up, and that's yeah. a great idea. But they had no announcements in there, and they had a couple of PSVR announcements, which were cool. And I'm still excited about PSVR. I think it's, I still like. If you're gonna buy VR, I think that's the one to buy. I I use my PSVR all the time. It's a nice experience. Um, I don't know what the point of doing that like PlayStation Direct, which they called State of Play, was if they don't have any games or exciting services to show on the back of Nintendo's been blowing it out from a content perspective. The Switch is beloved. Um, then you've got Google Stadia, which nobody knows what it is, but at least it was splashy and exciting and different. Microsoft has a ton of announcements about to come up about xCloud and their future of the Xbox brand. PlayStation did this like weird whimper where they were like, we're making an Iron Man VR experience. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. what the fuck is all of this? I don't, I don't know. What's going on with PlayStation? Like, I just don't understand what the future of that brand is going to be outside of, like, a I mean, better, faster console. It's for hardcore gamers, man. It's just, I don't know. It's just weird. So I, that whole thing, I, we don't have to talk a ton about it. It was just lame and weird. Yeah, I didn't see it. I saw the, I saw a little bit of the Iron Man VR thing, and I just was like, I mean, Iron Man, I hear any movie tie-in, any basically, I mean, I know, whatever, I'm sure it's, like, movie-related. Anything that's, like, a movie tie-in and also VR, I'm kind of like, 
whatever. I mean, this whatever. is not going to be the game. Yeah. You know, this is just not going to be the game for me. If they ha- if they believed in that game, they would have been a Spider-Man VR experience and they would have made a really great game. Yeah, why not that? Although I feel like it could get very confusing. Nausea inducing. Don't you think? Sure. But if they know. but I don't know. I trust them to f- they've done some great VR stuff like Astrobot. They've done a great Spider-Man game. It just seems like if it was a real product that I was supposed to be excited about, they would use their properties and really do something cool. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know either. But at any rate, yeah, what else is going on out there? Um, Sorry, I mean, I, needless to say, weird. I wasn't reading a lot of other news this week, although a lot of shit happened. It's crazy. I mean, there's lots of weird stories to go through, and we're yeah. not going to hit all of them. Oh, but... yeah, Facebook banned white nationalists. That's a thing. Yeah, I mean, that's that took I like that. a long they're like, time. They're like, we're banning white supremacy. We hate that. We don't like that. That's very bad. We've they're decided. Like, now, on the other hand, if you're a white nationalist, that's no problem. We don't mind. Then they were like, their announcement was like, okay, well, turns out when you look at the ideology between a white supremacist and a white nationalist, it's actually indistinguishable. And it's like, no shit, Sherlock. A cursory glance at the fucking ideology would tell you that any person with even a remote part of their brain functioning would be able to tell you that that is the case. The idea that they had to have like a a revisit to the topic seems uh very disturbing to me they haven't allowed they haven't allowed anyone to post a nipple since the early 2000s on facebook but white nationalists were banned in 2019 no it's insane i was thinking about this about the instagram thing like i saw somebody an artist um that i follow who was like uh is this okay instagram you know it was like there was like there was like some nipples but then they were like crossed out or whatever and it's like this is so crazy. We're all like Ugh. Instagram is the social network now. And it's like, is it? It's a social network that makes it impossible to like even like you can't even put like a piece of like really like put a piece of like art on there because um, if somebody sees like a dick or a butt or nipples or whatever, they get like they freak out and it gets banned. People I know people who've had like, like had their kids on there like their kids are like, you know, their butts are out or whatever. They're like two year olds and it gets banned. It's like what? is going on like this is the, one of my big problems with apple like you know there's such a there's such a like a weirdly puritanical and i get they want to protect people but there are ways to say like listen there's an easy way to be like i am okay with adult content on my feed and you can like verify your age somehow or whatever like they could even do like a really like some kind of hardcore age verification i don't know how they do it if they're really worried about people like gaming it they could come up with it i'm like everybody's like well we just what do we do? You know, it's like, well, I don't know. You're a technology company. You've literally hundreds of billions or however much money you fucking have. Maybe just like put some, I don't know, put some engineers on it, put some ethicists on it. Think about how you might do it. How you it's might allow a nipple to, to be seen. Social media continues to be one of the, it's a ubiquitous thing. We all engage with for hours every day. It is still one of the most exciting areas of technology. And it is uh, it's universally used and constantly discussed and highly influ- influential. And yet there are two social networks that people sort of enjoyed using, which was Tumblr and Twitch. Then they killed Tumblr. Apple decided Tumblr shouldn't have boobs on it. So then Tumblr is dead now. And right. every other social network is a hellscape of nonsense and screaming and constant like putting out fires. And yet we're still all using social networks and they all still suck. It's astonishing. Think of, can you think of anything else that we all ubiquitously use and sucks? I've definitely rolled off of um I've definitely rolled off of uh social. many many social networks at this point, you know. I feel like it, 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 I'm not using most of them most of the time. I don't know about you. I mean, I I, I said the other day on Twitter, Twitter's great if you spend several years muting everything you don't like and the people you don't like and curating the people that you decide you want to interact with and you don't take it seriously and you don't post anything personal or important and you realize that at any moment someone could decide to cancel you or ruin your life and dox you on that platform or in, in like inundate you with harassment. And um, other than that, Twitter's a little bit more fun when you've done all that work. Like, I don't otherwise, like, Instagram at this point, I follow the people who follow me who I only know personally. I post occasional pictures of art and, like, an Insta story of something funny occasionally. But, like, I am so fatigued with social media. And yet I would st- – if there was a good social media platform, I, I would throw myself into it. But there no, isn't tell, one. Tell me about it. I mean, it's my uh, my dream to have a good social network. But can they exist? No one really knows. No one really knows. And we may in never other find news, out. We have to talk about the Mueller report coming in. Oh, yeah. 
The Mueller like report. The hugest news story that. The Mueller report. Remember that? I forgot all about it. Um, yes, the Mueller report. Um, is uh, William Barr released some bullshit cover letter where he's like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's no big deal. No collusion. We're all good. We can move on." And then everybody's like, "Um, no, hang on a second. Uh, that's not true at all. Like, we haven't you, seen the actual report, and we haven't seen like, the report, and uh, we need to see the report. And I think we're all getting pretty bent out of shape about the situation." It's also one of 17 ongoing major scandals and lawsuits being done by the federal government and SDNY, SDNY and the White House. It's very um, hard to yeah, it's very hard to president. Keep, it's very hard to keep track of it because um and we're acting like this four-page summary makes all of that go away and suddenly Trump is a great guy and we were tricked into thinking he was a con man criminal, which like none of this is true. Why are we all acting like this is what? Right. No, it's, it's, it's very, I, I mean, look, the, the, I'm sort of like, okay, here's a couple of thoughts on the whole Mueller report situation. One is, um, you know, uh, I think the Mueller report's got to have some pretty bad shit. And I don't believe for a second, I mean, there have been so many people who've actually been like indicted. You know, I'm not saying you're going to find this like smoking gun where it's like, uh, oh, Putin calls Trump up and he's like, hey, do some crimes for me or whatever. But I do you think you can't find anything. You might not find anything more damning than the things pr- Trump did in public, like telling Russia that he wants them to hack Hillary Clinton and give him the information or like setting up meetings that we already know happened. It, maybe we don't find anything more secretive than that. But there's going to be a ton of dark, fucked up shit in there. And it, it it's disqualifying yeah, th- and the public deserves to know. I think we need to see the whole thing. We need to let people who with brains read it and decipher it. And then we need to see what happens with all these other um, court cases that are going on. Because, you know, like this is not the end of the Trump story. This is definitely very much the beginning of the Trump story. And, uh, you know, I just don't I just don't buy for a second that. I mean, I'm fine with it. It's like if there's really no if there's really no evidence, like fine, there's no evidence, you know, but like this is like. One report coming at it from one very specific angle, and I think we need to be really thorough with this. This is not the kind of thing we can be like, um, yeah, we're good. We got the bar letter. Well, it's weird that I just feel like from uh, every political side, we are acting like the whole world turns on this Mueller report, even if the full thing comes out. And frankly there's a lot of more criminal activity and corruption going on around Trump that we should focus on if that's going to be our focus. And also, even if even if even if all of the Mueller report comes out and it's glowing and this was a giant, which it wasn't, this is a giant conspiracy by the deep state. Even if that is true, which it isn't, we cannot act like, well, well now, well, you know, maybe we should reelect Trump. Like, let's not act like this is now. Well, I don't uh, think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just feel like we're acting like this whole thing is like the whole world turns on this report. And really what the whole world should be turning on right now is like, we, Democrats have better ideas and we are failing the poorest people in this country and our empire is in collapse and we have abdicated our moral duty and our democracy is crumbling and we need to get him out of office <laughs> yes. and rebuild our institutions. And the focus should be on 2020 candidates, on holding him accountable, local governments accountable, and trying to install like systems where we know that the integrity of our vote is protected. The yeah. cr- crushing things to discuss are honestly relitigating 2016. It should not be the top news story for an entire week with every single person well, deciding agree, how but, this affects the world. Like, but also, also I think, listen, realistically, I think that, Oh, the, um, the, I think when it comes to the vote, I, I'm sorry, like I, it, if we don't see what we saw with the midterms in the general election, I will be very surprised. If you are a Democrat who sat it out or is indifferent, was indifferent um, last, you know, last election, you're going to want to do something about Trump this this time around. And I don't think that we've got. I think there are a handful of candidates. I mean, we've talked about this before. There are a handful of candidates that are just fucking fine, as far as I'm concerned. They're fine Democrats. They have problems. They all have problems. Biden sounds like may have some new problems where he's like kissing people who don't want to be kissed, which is like, I don't know, like maybe we can just avoid the whole Biden situation. I mean, the crazy thing about Biden is like people are like, Biden's the guy who's polling highest. And it's like, well, who cares? I don't know. Who was I don't polling highest? Polling which, I want to know which, 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 which Republican was polling highest when there were like 15 Republicans running. Uh, like even after Trump entered the race, I'd like to know because I, I my just guess don't is I care it, about polling data. I know, in, but that's what I'm saying. My guess March is it wasn't. My guess is that it wasn't Trump that was polling the highest. Yeah, right. It was probably Jeb Bush or something like that because yeah. people like fucking heard of him, knew his name. I mean, people have obviously heard of Trump, but they were like, oh, that's some kind of weird sideshow. Yeah, 
boy, did, boy, did we little did we know. Anyhow, so so my feeling on the my feeling on the um on the on the stuff with like the the, the Mueller report is like if you if that was going to be your deciding factor as to who you're going to vote for, if you're like I'm good, if you were like. I'm going to vote for Trump unless it turns out he's like a, 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 a Russian spy or whatever. If that was like your thinking, then you were really going to vote for Trump anyhow. You know, I don't think we can really like count on you. Um, But I would imagine that there are – listen, th- there are plenty of problems with Trump that have nothing to do with Russia. Like so many problems, right? Like mm-hmm. – that have nothing to do with with. The I mean, ru- it's all problems. I can't think of. I honestly can't think of an area where, with him where I'm like, well, you know, he actually did this, and I didn't mind. Like, it's all fucking problems. It's problems all the way down. Um, and yeah. we need to pick out the ones that matter most to people, like his proposed health care cuts. Yes, and no, it's crazy. They're going after health care like, again. I mean, I think everybody should be very concerned. I mean, you know? the fact that the U.S. has literally like just authorized a billion dollars. The Pentagon just authorized a billion dollars to start wall construction stuff, like healthcare <laughs> shit. It's fucking... so it's so whack. I'm sorry, it's so whack. We can't pay for people's healthcare in this country, but we're literally giving a billion dollars to trillions a f- of dollars in tax cuts, and we want to cut the Special Olympics. Like that's the stuff that I think resonates with people. To a fucking wall. I mean, it's so insane. I mean, a fake wall that doesn't matter that'll never exist because, like, some big baby promised a bunch of other babies that they'd have a wall to keep out brown people. It's, I mean, we're living in such a, it's, it's, there's such ridiculous times. I mean, such absurd, absurd times. I mean, the wall is basically just a giant billboard that says we're racist. And if we decided to tackle any other issue, like from that angle, if a Democrat came up and said, we should put up billboards that say mental health care is important and I want to spend billions of dollars on it. We'd be like, this is complete fucking insanity. And the whole world would melt down about how stupid and what a waste this is. And instead, we I just feel like we keep talking about the Mueller report. And that's the stuff that like filters down to normies who don't have time all day to read the news. And what we need to get really loud about is the like horrifying things that really matter. The kitchen table issues that really matter to people mayor pete for example one of the uh 2020 candidates pete Buttigieg, keeps getting a little bit of criticism because he isn't engaging in a lot of the sideshow stuff and is trying to approach you know on the fence trump voters or you know uh you know a variety of americans who aren't concerned with that kind of like who honestly who don't care about like alt right pu- being published stuff being published on facebook they just doesn't a thing that they really like they're affected by it, but it's not something they think about or that they really want to hear a 2020 candidate talk about. He keeps talking about health care and doubling down on like infrastructure stuff and kitchen table issues, real life stuff that real people care about and trying to approach it in like a we can all be rational about this way. And I just feel like that that is the stuff that gets us forward. And he's having a moment and people are really circling around him in a way. First off, told you so. Go listen to the old episodes. Mm, um, mm. But he's having a moment now because that is what people want to hear. They don't care yeah. about like fiery tweets of gotchas and memes about like the resistance. They just want to hear like, what are you going to do for me that Trump isn't doing for me? Cause I haven't gotten anything out of this. And I thought I would, that's really yeah, what this is. I will say this. Okay. So I haven't heard much uh, from mayor Pete and there's some, I mean, I know there's some like, you know, I don't know. Guy was in the military. He had some dumb tweet about like, um, or said something about like, he was like, boy, I can't believe these guns are being used on Americans. And it's like, dude, you should be upset. They're being used on anybody. I mean, I understand you got to shoot somebody on the battlefield, but like, let's get I mean, real. We all have I mean, weirdly poorly worded tweets like this. Is yeah, sure. We all do. But, um, definitely, I mean, it's definitely true, but like, but okay. But I, I, I mean, only because Laura was like, I heard that mayor Pete, uh, which is the name is actually pronounced Buttigieg. Is that right? Buttigieg. Buttigieg. That's going to be his, his shirts that say boot edge edge. It's boot edge edge, which doesn't make it easier, to be honest with you. It's like Buttigieg. It's like it should be Buddha Jedge. Chastin, his husband, was trying to push Buddha Judge or whatever. Or like it. just Buttigieg. Buttigieg no, is easier. We've said it a bunch of times. Whatever. Everybody knows how to say it. Okay. The point is. Yeah, he was on uh, Bill Barack Mars. Obama. That was a weird name. No, Barack but it's easy. Yeah, but it's Obama, Osama. People are like, I get it. I've heard a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, Barack is like the rock. You know, it's very simple. Like, it's not hard. Um, Buttigieg is a little more challenging. Um, but anyhow, my my point is, I heard him. I we 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 watched a clip from uh, Bill Maher, um, real time with Bill Maher, which is a show that I can't watch because Bill Maher is a fucking idiot. Um, God, he's the and worst. Uh, he used to be not an idiot. He he's been progressively like worse and worse. Like he used to be kind of like good, 
And now he's just very bad. He's basically like an intellectual dark web, like anti-vaxxer at any rate. So um, then, uh, okay, so uh, I we watched a clip with him. And I got to say, he sounds super fucking smart, like super smart. And and like he really actually gets it. And um, I, I, yeah, I just got to say, like, I think that um, – I would love somebody like that to be president. And and it is kind of amazing. He made a he made a joke and and he kind of was like I'm like the anti Donald Trump or whatever. Or maybe I don't know, maybe Bill Maher said it. And it is true. He's like a young gay intellectual steady um, hand, yeah. like calm, uh talks about even extreme issues in a reasonable way, like I mean, does yeah, not He's, he's not, perfect. not someone with like gimmicks. But I'll just be honest with you. I mean, I would be happy to have that guy be president. Like he just seems like a very smart Nobody's dude. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's like, yeah, perfect. that's what Even I'm saying. AOC is going to have shit come out eventually. Like, oh, yeah. What's going to come out is because, um, just get, what's going to come out is that she's even cooler than we thought she was. <laughs> There's going to be a bombshell where she says something even more awesome. She's gonna be. A, she's gonna be a real. Mo- I was gonna say there's gonna be a real moment where she's like, I fucking miss the Dreamcast, and we're all gonna be like, whoa. And then I realized she did an interview where she talked about how cool N64 was. So you know yeah, what? Yeah, you know, you're. It's already. It already cool happened. Shit. Maybe she just cool. She'd be like, actually, my favorite console is the TG16. I'm like, all right, fuck <laughs> this. This is bullshit. Uh, AOC for president. She can't run, unfortunately. She's too young. Yeah, it's a real shame because she definitely would win. She's like the. She is like to 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 the right wing media. She is like Trump to the rest of the media. Where they're like, mm. they cannot stop talking about her. In the way they react to her. Yeah, totally. It's like, oh, by the way, I will say this. On the whole Mueller thing, you can kind of palpably feel the pain that cable news is experiencing right this second, right? Oh, Rachel like, Maddow just seems to be going you can kind of it. like You can kind of palpably feel that like no one – that people are like, oh, like that's it? Like buy CNN, buy MSNBC. I mean I'm sure the Fox <laughs> News people are still like full boner but like – Anyhow, whatever. I'm just saying. Um, it just feels very much like the wind has been taken out of the sails of bullshit. I mean, the Mueller thing was sort of like the emails thing where it was like everybody gets can do three hours of screaming about this. And that was great for cable news. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be the thing that like saves democracy. So, yeah. Well, <sighs> all right. Well, what else? Because we got, I got to wrap up here. I don't have a lot of time. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a little big day ahead of me. What are there any other important items on our list? Um, I mean, oh my God, there's so many items on our list. I'm just Brexit. Looking. I mean, if we're going to talk about, I mean, Brexit. Stories, I can't look. I can't talk about British politics. Happening? I mean, what I don't know what's happening, happening, but Theresa May is apparently resigning, which sounds pretty good to me. Um, you have uh, Jussie Smollett. I don't know what's going on, Jussie Smollett. I really don't. He got completely. All his charges were like dropped. They were dropped, but it's not something weird's going on. Yeah, sure, certainly, certainly weird things are going on. Uh, nobody knows why they were all dropped, but it's a little weird to me that there's like a ton of outcry over him getting away, quote unquote, getting away with this thing. Um, which is funny because like when charges get dropped against like rich white guys who clearly did the crime, like Wall Street stuff, um, nobody cares. But because this black guy in Chicago is getting away with something, everyone's like. This is just justice has not been served. It's like, yeah. guys, this is such a nothing story that even if we did punish him or don't, like, it's not going to have a ton. Well, of I mean, the, it's a little the, weird that we're mad about this and not about a lot of people. I think, off of crime. well, listen, I'm I think may I just say I do think um, he did something really fucked up. Sure. Totally. I mean, really fucked up, like really, really, really like damaging. And uh and I don't know why a person would do it. I don't. I, I don't know why a person in his position. I mean, it's desperation. He thought he would get a career move at any like for at any cost. He wanted good press. That's psychotic. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like he just did something that's just so damaging to the conversation that people are having right now. Like where like real people who are actually getting fucking attacked and killed over like there are real hate crimes where people are being killed, like transgender people are being killed at ridiculous rates like uh i mean you know gay people and people of color are being attacked all over the place for real by actual racists and he's like this thing happened to me and it's the thing that you the you fear most happening because of all the shit that trump is doing and it was a fucking lie and it just created an insane i don't know man it just is fucked up it's like now now real people who are actually in danger when they say it it's like going to be like oh you're 
it's another Jussie Smollett. And it's like, no, like it's not like can this the worst is an actual people thing. Stop helping. What can the worst people stop helping? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's crazy. Anyhow, I'm just mad about it because I just think it's like, why would a person what in your brain would make you think it's like, dude, you could be you could have staged an attack and it could have just been like, uh, I don't know. You got attacked. That would have been thrilling. <laughs> that would have been thrilling, too. I mean, he definitely got a lot of attention for it. I'll give him that. You know, like, yeah. I guess to his credit, we all know he, his name. He got a lot of attention. Just exactly 100 percent the wrong kind of attention. Okay. Anyway, All right. What else on nice. the list? Let's go to the nice stuff. Nice stuff. Let's do nice it. Things. Go ahead. Let's do it. Hit it. Um. Uh. I. This isn't nice, but I definitely enjoyed uh, the experience. I guess. Uh. I, I watched the Madeline McCann doc on um Netflix. Um, yeah, I've been. I, I've been not seeing that. What's there? Should I see that? I. Uh. It's gonna be tough as a parent with a young. Oh daughter. yeah. No. 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 I'm Don't not watching that. it. Nope. But it, nope. I never super followed the case. I knew about it obviously because it's very famous. Um. But I didn't really know the ton of the details um it's kind of like elizabeth smart meets john benet ramsey with a lot less evidence and a lot less like conclusive like there's no you can't walk away from it knowing anything but it is a huge um it's a huge jumping off point for a discussion that the doc has around uh human trafficking and the um the market the worldwide market for children and the way that systematically that has been set up, um, especially in countries that aren't uh, the UK or the US or Japan, like countries that have less resources and the levels at which the, those operations can organize and can basically, even with millions of pounds spent, years and, and the world's attention focused on it, they can basically do what they want with children. And it's horrifying. Um, but it was a necessary thing. I think it's a little too long, but it was, I really liked the job that they did. It was really thorough and wow. I was interested in it. Well, it sounds um, interesting. I just, I, I don't know how you much can't do I can, it. No, uh, don't do it. Um, I don't know how much uh, pain I can handle when it comes to kids. It's just very tough. I'm not trying to ignore it. I know the shit exists, but I just don't know if, no, it's too much. Um, yeah, we talk about the Sega Genesis every single week on this podcast for some reason. Um, I don't know. But, well, it's a great console. But uh, Sega finally announced their Genesis Mini, and I got to say, it looks dope as hell. Yeah, I'm sorry, though. One. Do you want that, or do you want... Don't you really want the analog uh, SG? Well, some of us only have $70 to spend. So. Is that how much it is? <laughs> yeah. How much is the analog one? It's uh, $189. And it doesn't come with the games, whereas this comes with games, and you'll be able to hack on more games, which is... Can you... Does it have... Does it take cartridges? No. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. You can put ROMs Mega in. SG. Are they still doing pre orders I thought these were available now. Oh, I think yeah. they're available now. They're shipping. I yeah, I mean, them. I want one, but it's like, I definitely, like, listen, I got the Super Nintendo one. It's sitting in a drawer somewhere because it's like the reality is I can't. It's like you I'm not playing it every day. Yeah. You know? Um, That and then my last nice thing is that I'm leaving for Paris on Tuesday and I've organized my Disneyland Paris trip and... I feel like I'm kind of edging with this trip and it's not, this is going to be the best part of the trip is all the anticipation and excitement for everything. I've wow. Planned. It's going to be an edging trip. in a sexual way, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. I am now at, I'm Buddha judging. I'm, I'm now at the point where I am like <laughs> so hype and thrilled about this trip. And I know that the rest of the trip, it, the trip's going to be great. I'm going to come on here with a bunch of nice things that happened in Paris. Uh, listen, you're going to uh, Paris, right? But this feeling of excitement is the best part. You've never been uh, to Paris, right? Never been. Paris is fucking great. I can't Paris wait. is an awesome pair. There are like, there are only a couple of places I can imagine living. And, I'm, you know, for me, of course, they're all like major cities, <laughs> but it's like Paris is probably like, I, if it's like, it's probably LA, Paris, Tokyo are the only three other places that I could really see myself. Tokyo is a little insane, but I mean, I'm just stoked as hell. I have Paris is so great. Itinerary is tight. My, um, my, all the restaurants I'm eating at in Paris, tight museums. I'm going to see tight all the experiences. Like I have this thing planned to the teeth and I am so pumped. And this feeling of anticipation is probably the best part. It's like when you're going up a roller coaster, the rest of the roller coaster is great, but that awesome stomach dropping feeling. So I'm just stoked about this and I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, so that's, those are my nice things happening at the moment. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm very excited for you, and I can't wait to hear the stories. Uh, and you know what? Laura probably has some good she, – she remembers stuff much better than I do, and she also writes things down. So she may have some um, suggestions. You should definitely ping her and be like, where should I go? What should we yeah. do? Um, 
Is that it for your nice things? Those are my nice things. I know my nice things. I'm like, this week has just killed me. I'm so tired. I just want to like, I want to go to sleep and sleep for a billion years. Um, I, I think my one, I'm going to just, I look, I'm just like a broken record, but I beat, I beat dead cells. And can I just tell you that Jeremy Gordon, our culture editor at the outline has been playing dead cells. And so I, he was like, should I get it? Like literally like f- a week ago, he was like, should I get it? I'm like, dude, this game's awesome. You should totally get it. Cause I wrote a, uh, a little thing for we do every week he does um, stuff we liked and it's just like things that we were like into it's kind of like nice things but it's like for the whole outline team and um and i i was like oh i'll do dead cells because i've been playing it like crazy and it's so good and then he's like should i get it i'm like dude it's so fucking good and then he started telling me about it and he's like i can't fucking beat the boss i can't and then he was like i beat him and i was like what the fuck i've been playing the game for like six months and i haven't been able to beat the fucking final boss and then he's like, now I, he's like, I beat it. It took me an hour and 20 minutes. And he's like, I just beat it in an hour. And then he's like, I just beat it in 40 minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? And I was getting like feeling really bad, actually. Not because I'm happy for him, you know, but just I feel like I just didn't apply myself somehow. And yeah, I beat the final boss last night and it was really great. And then insanely, I'm still like, I still want to play. Now I'm like, how can I play? And I want to like get better. Yeah. It's insane. And yeah, so my nice thing is probably for the billionth time at this point dead cells um i gotta get a new game to play though like i need a new game i don't know i can't seem to get anything to stick every once in a while i'll return to far cry 5 because i'm like it's just fun to like shoot like shoot people i mean i know that sounds horrible but like within the realm of the video game it's just fun to like blow shit up and like blow away the bad guys and feel like i mean it's a ridiculous game it's totally stupid I don't know. You know, I'm an American. But sometimes there's that tactile, like, playing experience, even if the story's done and you've kind of, like, played it through. Yeah. The tactile feel of the game is so good that you just end up back in it. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, it's fun. It's fine. I've been I'm trying to play this game Prey, which I played a lot of for a while, but then I kind of fell off of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I need a new game. The Spider-Man game, I kind of – I couldn't sink my teeth into that much. Like, I liked it, but then I kind of was whatever – um it was kind of a shallow experience for me it was fun but it was just very surface level yeah i don't know i i'm, I'm my, my my gaming attitudes have changed a lot lately where i'm like much less interested in um had a really interesting conversation well i mean i saw this game it's called the last night and uh, uh and it's this awesome looking like retro cyberpunk game and i was like what is this i was like when is this coming out i tweeted about it and then somebody was like oh like the developer said some really horrible like pro gamergate things and there was this whole thing about like he said some bad stuff about women and i'm like it's they're like it's basically canceled and i was like oh god like that sucks because the game looks really cool and then like i started looking into it and it's like he did say some really dumb things and he was like yeah gamergate but then he was like that was stupid i was wrong like he apologized and was like i didn't you know didn't it was like i don't know like his apology seems somewhat sincere but then it was like unclear if it was like sincere or not and if he had actually learned anything and and then he's like, it's like the game isn't canceled. And then he f- started tweeting at me because I was like, oh, I guess it's canceled and he's canceled or whatever. And then the guy started t- and I didn't name him or whatever. And he started tweeting at me because I mentioned the game. And then and he was like, you should read, you know, don't read this thing. Read this. And I'm like, I don't know what to make of it anymore. It's like, I just want to play your fucking game. Like, dude, why don't you just shut the fuck up? How about that? <laughs> like, like, I have an idea. Maybe you're a, maybe you're a bad person. Like, I bet just like I bet there's like almost zero chance that Justin Bieber is not a Republican who voted for Trump. OK. Oh, wait, he's Canadian, right? Listen, at the end of the day, everything that you consume is going to have bad people. No, he's got to be it. an American citizen now, right? A U.S. citizen at this point. I don't know. I don't know either. But let's just say for a second, like, do you think Justin Bieber is a pro-Trump or anti-Trump person? I, I think, think he's probably pro-Trump. Yeah, I also think he probably truly does not vote. Yeah, he definitely doesn't vote because he's super dumb. But we used to have huge conversations about which Real Housewife voted where, and some of them spoke <laughs> out about whatever. But it was like, guess what? None of these bitches vote. <laughs> you know what? But anyhow, but like Justin Bieber's music is pretty catchy. You know, I don't need to hear his thoughts on politics. Yeah. I'm not saying people shouldn't voice their mind on politics. Listen, you should. And when someone really fucks up and you're uncomfortable with it, you don't have to consume their thing. But, but I think, like, but I think, like, people if you're everywhere. a game developer, if you're a game developer, I'd stay the fuck out of like the Gamergate debate. I would like, I mean, unless you're like Gamergate sucks, I wouldn't be like, if you're like, yeah, they have a point. I wouldn't be like, yeah, I think they have a point. Just shut up, actually. Just don't say anything. I mean, they don't have a point to be clear. And if you think they have a point, you're stupid. Yeah, um, they're bad. They're bad. And if you think they're good, you're bad. So I'm sorry for the bad news, but every single person associated with that shit who really believed it is bad and dumb. Um, now I'm going to get destroyed. Somebody's going to kill my family. Some gamer gator. 
And be like, I joke, but like definitely the guy in New, the guy in New Zealand is definitely like a fucking gamer gator. I mean, they're all like journalism, gaming journalism. Is yeah, corrupt yeah, yeah. They like get review copies. The fucking learn to code crew or whatever. Ugh. Anyhow, all right, we got to wrap this up. But uh, on a happier note, I, I mean, I wish that game would come out, and maybe that guy actually is repenting. And I don't know. There's this game that I I I, I uh, put money in the Kickstarter for. I'm trying to think what it was called. Do you remember? I wrote about it on the. I'm just gonna search for it because I don't even remember the name now. Oh, Narita Boy. Oh, there's this game that I uh, funded the Kickstarter for. I gave them some money. It's called Narita Boy, which looks like an, a very similar kind of retro-y, cyberpunk-y thing, whatever. And um, I don't know when it's coming out. I don't know what's going on with it. It looks super awesome. But that's it. So I'm just looking for a game to play, I guess is what I'm saying. It's not really a nice thing. All right, let's wrap it. Let's kill it. Let's do it. Let's move on. I got to go have a drink or something. It's Saturday. We had a long week, and now it's time to know. Now it's time to chill. All All right. right. Well, that is our show for this week. We will not be back next week because we're going to take a break because Ryan is, as you know, traveling to Paris. But we will be back the week after that. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I've just been informed that a very damaging family secret has been revealed, although I don't know much about it because all I have to reference is a four-page William Barr letter.